I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots! Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. I'm your host, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm a comedian, and I am ignorant, and that's why we're here. Uh, I know it's been a couple weeks. I haven't put one out. Uh, it's because I'm in South Africa, uh, and I uh, am touring down here. I did a festival. It's uh, It's been a whole lot of fun uh, seeing the comics, seeing the people, seeing the sights, it's been very wonderful, uh, and so wonderful, in fact, that I have neglected my motherly duties of informing you about South African life. Uh, but we're making up for that. If you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Blessed Podcast. Um, you can also follow me, at JMS Comedy, on Twitter or Instagram, or you can go to Facebook.com slash Jessica Michelle Singleton to see what's going on with me, uh, see when I'm near you and all that fun stuff. My guest this week is Loiso Madinga. He is an amazing South African comedian who I actually met uh, a couple years ago in Montreux, Switzerland. So we were both uh, on shows at that festival, Montreux Comedy Festival. We did the Big Joke Nation showcase. It was comedians from all over the world, which was awesome. It was kind of cool. I got to see a few of them here and... Uh, I sort of wish I would have interviewed them as well. Oops. Uh, so here's to hoping I'll see them again. Um, anyway, uh, but he's amazing. He's a very funny comic, very well known down here on the scene, writes for a cool show called Bantu Hour, and uh, just an overall cool guy. And I interviewed him about being South African, specifically about being a black man in South Africa. We talked about apartheid. apartheid. I still don't think I say it right. But hopefully you know what I'm talking about. But if not, the good news is I ask him to explain it. Uh, so I ask him all about that because he was alive for when that ended. And and we just talk a lot of general stuff. And it's, uh, it's a fun conversation. A lot of information. Uh, and he's a cool guy. So I'll stop rambling. Check out. Check. Yeah, here it is. Luis Omadinga. Oh, mommy's tired. She needs a nap. <laughs> That's where I started the podcast. When did I bath last? It doesn't. It doesn't. No one. No one cares. God, how could there are people who like regularly live like this, and yeah. they and they still get so sad. <laughs> like being a human is so, so weird. Depressed. It's just so fucked up. <clears throat> Hello, listeners. <coughs> I'm sorry. I do need water. That was. I thought it was funny, and then I now I'm actually dying. <laughs> I thought that was your voice all the time. You're not lesbian. It is, but it gets... <laughs> I get phlegmy. I get excited. And then I get Jewishy. Oh, why is it Jewishy? Because I'm Jewishy. Are you Jewish? Yeah. I don't know this. In my blood. But like not... I didn't, wasn't raised religiously. I didn't even know until I found out I came from a sperm donor. It's a whole thing. And then I did this... You spit in a vial. And I was like, maybe I'll find out I'm African. And I was like, ah, but I'm Jewish. What? Okay. No, we're not. This isn't about me. No, wait. (laughs) Wait, we can talk about this later. Donor. Yeah. And then why are we talking to him? I have it running. Well, let's. Can we put a pin in this and we'll come back to it after the podcast? 
Or do you want, I'll stop. Okay, no, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Podcast. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm podcasting. I'm in the Four Seasons Hotel with Luisa Madinga. <laughs> it just makes it sound like I came to South Africa and you're like, yes, come to my suite in the Four Seasons <laughs> where I live. <laughs> People my like, girlfriend is never going to hear about this podcast. Oh God! Oh, just because I said that. You guys were at the hotel where uh, we where uh, the comics have been yeah, put we're up. Just chilling, man, for the Johannesburg <laughs> Comedy Festival with clothes on under our <laughs> with clothes bathrooms. with clothes under. I would hate for her to stumble bathrooms. upon this accidentally somehow. I'm going like, to take a photo with today's newspaper <clears throat> and this bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's not what it sounds like, sort of, but it is. Uh, yeah, I um. Do I say your name right? Loiso, Loiso. So, so I've been saying it wrong. No, you just said Zo. Like Loiso, Loiso, yeah. Loiso, Loiso Madinga. Yes, very funny. It's really good though. Yeah. Yeah. Do how do other have you heard other yeah, Americans? No, how did other, it get butchered? Other people, just people. Louisu, Louisa, <laughs> Louisa, uh, Louisa. Yeah, the uh, Leiso. There was a girl I grew up with who insisted on saying Leiso. Leiso. Yeah. So Luluzo. you said Luiso Madinga, which is good. That's close. Yeah. That's close. Oh man. Okay, so black South African. Yes. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just really painting a a fun picture. I feel uh, like other people in America are like, does she have to say black? <laughs> yeah. You guys just so you know, like there are white people in Africa. Lots of them. It's great. They need to get out. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, <laughs> but they don't go. No, they um, don't. They stay. Anyways, I'm moving here. Every day. Um, <laughs> they just keep coming. We're so wait. How, can I ask how old you are? Is that rude? I'm thirty. Thirty. Okay. Mm. So you were alive. <laughs> He's now spitting in a bucket. Like. <laughs> He's spitting how out grape seeds. Grapes. I, I just chew right through the seeds. Really, but they just nasty. In America, they make grapes with no seeds. Yeah, but you guys, isn't that impressive? You guys don't eat <laughs> actual fruit. I'm you guys saying like, things <laughs> to you like I'm a this wizard. What's nature? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, the great and powerful McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Our Lord Ronald. Hell he, hell he. Oh, it's too real. <laughs> okay, wait. So that means you were alive when apartheid ended. Yeah, I was. Apartheid ended in 91. I was three years old. Can you. It ended in 91 or 94? 94 was the election. So. Apartheid officially ended in 91 ah. when it was voted out when they had the referendum. And then three years later, we had our first democratic elections. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. Was that, that must have been a weird, I mean, I feel like if you're a kid, do you even? I remember, I remember the elections. I remember we weren't allowed, schools closed that week. Wow. Because they were afraid of violence. Because there had been violence leading up to it. Oh, I thought it was just like in America when they're like, we saw a snow droplet. Cl- close down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they wanted a holiday. <laughs> no. They closed the schools. Did we go to school that week? It was the first time we were allowed to sit, stay indoors all day for days on end playing video games. Oh, wow. Yeah, we weren't even allowed to go Did you? D- were you like, oh, this is what they've been keeping from us? Is yeah. this what it's like for a white person? Yeah. No, because it's like... Because when you play video games as a kid, the, 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 they'd always say, you know, after like an hour, they're like, okay, don't break the TV. You got to stop playing. Yeah, but you got to like, do other After things. like four days straight of doing that, she was like, Fish, you guys lied the whole time. Yeah. This stuff is amazing for the TV. The TV's still going. Yeah. It's, still, it's so strong. Did they, oh, so did they think that there would be violence because... I'm Okay, wait. Can you ex- briefly explain apartheid? So, apartheid, apartheid. Am I saying it wrong? Apartheid. 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 Apartheid, which is literally 
um, literally translates into separatism. Ah. Literally apart and then hate is the... Hide. Is like shin, turns it into a noun Ah. in English, like T-I-O-N. So apart shin. Oh, I'm sounding really ignorant right now, but that's what Welcome it means. Podcast, it's like yeah. it was a separation, so it's th- that was 1947 was enforced um, as an official thing, which is where they fucked up, actually, as a, colo- uh, like a as a colonial power was making it making the it oppression official. of people like a legal thing. Because everywhere else, it wasn't really like it was more like it's like you could have just done it without the paperwork. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you guys had the land without the whole. Uh, yeah, it's like making, na- now there's documents that you're a bad person. And everything. <laughs> Um, and that went on for like uh, 40 years as an official state of this. So yeah. people were separated. They separate, they put black people in what they call Bantustans and then so like separate states within the country. Oh, wow. Um, and they're divided amongst the, what do you call them? Like the different tribes to keep people separate. So that's how they, because if you're going to, the whole divide and rule concept. Yeah, to divide and yeah. conquer. So it's yeah. like we need to keep the black people separate, but also the black people separate from each other. Yes, like we exactly. don't want them to because if they figure if they out they can to, just get if together. They, together, they outnumber us five to one. It's like yeah, uh, they, if they figure out how to stop using these drums, they're banging on. <laughs> <laughs> but say, but think of that in like a weird Dutch accent. Uh, <laughs> they're Afrikaners. As soon as they out words, we're fucked. Um, yeah, so that that went on until nineteen. 19- 1991 but okay. and then people like people like to say th- the story is that uh there were peace talks but what really happened was international pressure and sanctions and the economy was plummeting like a motherfucker yeah and the only way to fix it was to end apartheid and that yeah. was the only really, really real reason it ended it, be, it was a money thing it was a money thing i was like ah shit like I guess we have to m- guess mingle like the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So it yeah. was like illegal. Like you couldn't go. Yeah, there was a pass system. So you with like passports. Black people had. They were they if you if you worked in Joburg, for instance. Yeah. You had to have this pass. What they called the the pass laws. Uh, so it would say where you're from, which Bantustan you're from. Bantustan is a different um, like, states. Yeah. Um, and there were curfews on that, so you couldn't be in the streets of Johannesburg at night after <gasps> sunset. Oh wow! Or rather, you get you get detained for that. So you had to be back in the townships, which are out in the out, like to this day, it's still in the outskirts of um, yeah Joburg. One road leading in, one road leading out. Oh, as a gosh. control measure, yeah. So it was intense. It was a really. So you live somewhere like that? No, I come from. So I grew up in the Eastern Cape, which was one of the Bantustans. Okay. Yeah, uh, I junior school was in Durban, which okay. was a city because by then junior school would have been '92, so apartheid officially ended. Okay, schools had started accepting black people in, so my parents sent us to Durban to go start school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Do you go away for school? Is that like a far away thing? Yeah, Durban is about five hours away from home. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Durban's five hours away from home, and we grew up junior school. I was in junior school there before heading back home and finishing off high school. In Do you like live in the school? No, no. We lived close to school. In that, in a, oh, in okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> yes. Obviously. <that's> what <laughs> <I asked. laughs> it would have been creepy if you did. I know where you live. <laughs> I know your childhood, boy. Oh, man. Okay. Well, how? Uh, I don't even know. 
How was that change? Do you, when you're so young, do you even realize it was a change? Or you're just like, this is just the next part of my life and this is what's happening? Yeah, you knew there was a change. I don't think you really understood the gravity of it at that age. Yeah. I mean, like, so I was 94, I was seven years old. Had you ever seen a white person? Yeah, I went to school with white kids. Yeah. Oh, because you had already. Yeah, so the post apartheid was when I started school. That's right. So. Had you seen so a white yeah, person you, before so school? You, so you like, but by by then we'd also notice that we're black. <laughs> by, you know, by seven years <laughs> oh, old. Oh no, like, they know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh no, I know. Um, and we, so you knew you were black, and you knew there was something. You knew there was a separatism somehow. There was, yeah, there was differences, there were tensions of sorts. So, so ninety seven happened, and I remember uh, a friend of ours lived downstairs from us, uh, a white kid. And for us, it was like it was like almost like a soccer match. Yeah. As to who's gonna win, who's gonna win the soccer match is like. <laughs> and then when the when one of the black um, uh, revolutionary parties won, we just celebrated like it was just a match. Like ah, our guys won. So it's just like you to you, you had arbitrarily picked a team, and you're like the black people. Yeah, of course. Which was the blacks. <laughs> you had no idea the implication. <laughs> I was just like that's what the family was. That was so, our Manchester United. Yeah. But I grew up with like a super, like my dad was part of the, um, the armed struggle. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So we, I grew up in like a pretty politically active co- co- uh, family. So by then, I guess I already had my affiliation, I guess. Oh, yeah. So you by, like. By proxy. They like told you this is what our yeah, family. Yeah, this is how we vote now. This is how we <laughs> vote, and you're like, <laughs> okay, because when that's what happens when you're a kid. That's so many people's political beliefs. I feel like they grow. Yeah, you just you're born just like whatever it. my parents. Yeah, you just born do. Into I'll politics. do that, and then hopefully you, if you're on the wrong side of things, you figure it out. Yeah, but, I don't like belonging to groups. I no, I don't like any identity. Just the idea of yeah. I mean, just the concept of because we have only two political parties in the states, two major ones, and yeah. it's like that's just a whole thing to separate you and also it just becomes part of people's identity and i'm like i don't need to be yeah, it's like in your club there's no way you fit every one of the criteria no absolutely not like what, what's a blonde chick now who's who got kicked out of um what's her name the blonde like ex- she's like extreme left I don't uh, know. she's got her own podcast and channel online i don't know about this i haven't seen the don't news you know? so she's extreme in, left, in years and then <laughs> she and then she said, uh, she, Republican, right? Yeah. Extreme left is Democrats. Yeah, yeah. Republicans are like Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like super Republican. And she then says that she's pro life, uh, pro choice. Sorry. So she, oh, yeah. And then, she got, and then people, and the Republicans are like, well, fuck you. Then it's like, that's a problem with choosing a team. It's like, you. You know, no one's no one's an absolute Republican. Yeah, no, one's no. An absolute Democrat. Well, no and the an people who are are absolute lunatics. Like, yeah, you're, exactly. you're extreme yeah. about any party. <laughs> like people are uh, like like people are absolute Christians are lunatics, and like uh, people are absolute yeah anything extreme anything yeah. is insane. I mean, that's like yeah. extreme politics or extreme. What's wrong with Mike? No, I just had grape juice on my. Mind. Oh, you son of a bitch! I, I drooled a little bit. Uh yeah. No, to me, it's like as as. Being extreme about your political parties is crazy to me as having like really big brand loyalty for Coca-Cola. Like, yeah. fuck Pepsi. <laughs> and it's like, chill, like the, okay. Pepsi in the dick. It's not exactly the same, but like, because if you examine any any political party, I think you can find something that you go, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, exactly. or, or I, Or at least I understand why someone would. Well, this is my thing. 
we all agree on what we want. There's on the on a very normal human level. Yeah. We all want to be safe. We all want shelter. We all want food. Yeah. We all want love. Like love and education. So it's like then what what are we arguing about? What are we really arguing about? Sometimes I'm like they just keep bringing up petty things to keep us from realizing we have the power and we could topple the government. No, but that's true. It sounds <laughs> that's the worst thing is like the truth sounds so fucking cheesy. You sound like a guys, crazy conspiracy theorist. We have the power and we're like if all unite we'll be like it's like shut the fuck up. And people are like, and it's like mm, No, actually, I don't like Like if Jesus comes back, everyone will be so bored of him. Yeah. They'd be like, <laughs> guys, oh, get the up. answer is love. Shut the fuck up, Jesus. And Christians would be like, get out of here, you no shoe wearing queer bag. <laughs> You're like, oh no. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Um, okay, so was it, how do I ask this? So post-apartheid, did I say it right? Apartheid. Apartheid. Yeah. Um, say it whichever way you want, you can say apartheid. So, okay, so you just go to school with like a, bu- like a bunch of white kids, but were like, was there like racism among yeah. little kids? Yeah, I mean like kids, because yeah, they learn it from their parents. From their parents, guess, yeah. Like in preschool you don't. You don't. You don't feel. You don't feel, feel racism. No, yeah. you just feel like s- kids. Kids work out their own social statuses according to stupid things when you like in preschool. Yeah, like and over slowly, a crayon or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like who's got the cool crayons or whatever bullshit it is. And then slowly, as you get over older, you can just like you. You, you definitely feel the racism. Um, slowly start to creep up, and it's not serious. Racism is serious, but in retrospect, you go, that was just what they had learned from their environment. That's just what they heard, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, and, and once you re- realize that it's easier to not hate that person. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, well, you know, hopefully they figured yeah, it out. Yeah, you know what? It's it's a hard thing to accept to go, you were like racist, like to look at racist and go, you know what? You're a victim too. Yeah, it's hard. To go like, you know what? Because you, you you're built into the system too. Yeah. I mean, it's like I I try to say that all the time, but then it's yeah. also like on the other end, I'm a white person, so it's like yeah. yeah, I totally understand why like my black friend who has been constantly like persecuted by white people is like yeah, I'm not gonna worry about feeling sympathetic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah no, I get it. Like it's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, like it's I, totally I'll just feel for that white guy, man. He's, yeah, it's like, he's, like he, he's hurting too. You guys. <laughs> he doesn't even know that he's hurting. Like, in fact, uh, he's having a great time. He just doesn't know that he's hurting. He's like, he doesn't even know that he's in pain. I mean, it looks like he's... Philosophically, he's in pain. I mean, yeah, like, he owns a company and has his own boat. Yeah. And <laughs> arguably, uh, he's a millionaire, but like deep down... He's having a great time. He's having a great time. How are? How would you describe in general racial tensions here now? Is that like... Because it seems... I went to the museum. Yeah. So did you go to the apartheid I museum? I did. Do you know that a lot of black people won't go to the apartheid museum just because... I'm just like, like personally, and a few friends of mine just won't yeah. go because we're like, I don't want to hate white people today. Yeah, no, like, like, understand. Ah, like- oh, no, I went to that show, that show we were both on last night, and they were talking to that like uh, Afrikaans drunk guy at the back table, that fat bald oh, yeah. guy. And yeah. I had just gone to the apartheid museum, and I was like, if this fat fuck talks to me, I said, I swear. Because you leave, and you're like, yeah. Fucking, it's I mean, heavy. it's just like the amount of times when you learn anything in history you, and you go, fucking white people. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's so heavy. I'm reading, I'm currently reading, I say reading as a strong word. I'm currently <laughs> listening to a, a <laughs> book called A Revisionist, no, is it not a revisionist? The People's History of America. I, I literally just downloaded that audio oh, it's book. really good. Somebody told me about it a long it time is, ago and I just haven't gotten to it. It is such a difficult, I'll say read, 
Listen, um, I still call it reading. Yeah, it's a difficult. I'm reading listen. with my ears. <laughs> That's what podcasts. You see the words are. in my mind. <laughs> um, to listen to just the pure. To, it puts in perspective that the entirety of the evil that is the American history, you think, you think it's a, it's a. It's very easy to go. It's a white thing. But then you go realize no, it's just a greed. It's like an intrinsic. It's I mean, a few greedy the material, men. this obsession with like money and having everything, yeah, it like drives it's insane. And it's just like it creates the worst things. Yeah. I mean, I that's I literally just hate things. I'm such a gross. I know. Like, I I think I realized very soon. Like, I think that's partly one of the reasons why I don't like birthdays. Yeah. Things don't make me happy at all. Yeah. I just end up feeling burdened by the thing. You're just like, ah, oh, now I have to do something with it that yeah. I don't want. Like it's do. just more stuff, and more I don't want more. I don't clean. have more space. And it's more, <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. Well, it's gotten to the point with stuff like that that I'm not trying to overcome the hurdle of judging people who still are really materialistic in the sense of like. And I live in LA, so like I'm just constantly grossed out by everyone. But like, it's I like, get like flat. I get those like, contradicting stories about LA. Sorry to cut you off, but it's like, on one hand, people will say, "Oh, it's so fake, and materialistic." On the other hand, people are like, "It's the beach, and people are so chilled, and everyone's like a hippie." It's like, a, the thing is, it's a city. Like you can meet. I'm sure there's the you know types of world yeah, you can okay. meet people of different types, and yeah. it's like yeah, go to Venice Beach, and it's just like the most cool, weird hippies. Yeah. Ever, but then you go into Hollywood and see people who are at restaurants that are way overpriced, just in hoping to be seen there, so they can get like an Instagram photo and be like, "Look where I am!" And people be like, "Oh, they must be like doing something really fancy or hanging out with a celebrity." And it's like people drive fancy cars just so people will be like, "Oh, they must be doing well." And it's like, ugh, humans are so weird. Well, we're all obsessed with, and not we all. That's dumb, but like th- at least that culture of I don't know status from material things leads yeah. to that and then it be we get obsessed with like it's like an ego thing we want our image to be oh, what do people think of us but what is what's it what was interesting to me anyway the museum was it sort of made it feel like because i've been here for like th- three weeks i've been in yeah, yeah south africa while, yeah. and like everyone's really cool and uh, yeah. i've been having a lot of fun uh it it seems and i know i'm just like an outsider who hasn't been here this long Apartheid ended. It seems like the transition from that has been a lot smoother than America. And I don't know if that's just something, it's because I'm an outside, I don't know what's going no, on. No, it's, it's, a, it's a yes and no. So, so it's, there isn't like super violence and um, I think it's because the, major, the majority here are black rather than in America. So, where that's a minority. So whereas in America you can change the law, but if, if hate and... Um, uh, if hate is part of the majority culture, it's going to be hard to change that. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, the hate is part of the minority, and yeah, so it's like you guys, ca- you you guys, but like black people could like people. outrage and be like crazy angry, but it's also like, well, yeah, I think people believed in the dream, and it seemed relatively peaceful. No, it has been considering, honestly, considering where we come from, it's a fucking miracle that in the last twenty years there hasn't been. And it could be bubbling under. Good chance that it is. Yeah. But, and now it's caused more by economic and social discrepancies. Yeah. Do you think that the the Africans or whoever, we, the the people who are oppressing people, 
Then people are like, well, now the economy's tanking again. After we <laughs> we ended apartheid, and now the economy's not even working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have just kept it. <laughs> what a waste. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense that, like, because it seems like, yeah, I guess I guess that just, like, as a whole, black people could have responded in a much more angry much way, which more. I guess is why you said you guys, like, had a week off of, yeah. like, that, like, because it's, like, we don't know. Yeah, because it, it could have been bloody. Like yeah. if it could have been, it could have been bloody and genocide. Um, yeah, I mean, you could have just been totally like, well, let's get rid of the, the white context. people. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. In the context, people would have been like, yeah, and then the black people killed all the whites. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But it didn't happen, and so I th- look, people really do. I think people really want to to have this Africa. We all, um, uh, like a unified. The let's idea of South Africa. You know, uh, but the thing is, post-apartheid, what what's what Black South Africans got was the vote and freedom to move and freedom of speech. Yeah. But in terms of economic power and um, gaining true agency, that has been a very slow-moving trend. Yeah, like an up because it was just. I assume it was much like in America. I mean. Like we freed the slaves, and it's just like you're free, but it's like, yeah, but the system's still oppressive. Yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah. also like I can't catch up to. You. I have nothing. Yeah, and yeah. then I just am supposed to go out. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And yeah, it's the same here. So, so, so for instance, like people just go, look, we're all equal now, and and you go, no, we're not equal. It's like, cool. Because hire me to do you your job. If you weren't born rich, you're born into a family that had education in it. Yeah. For instance, a lot of black people my gener- or from my generation are the first in their family just to get a matric, to, a mat- um, to matriculate. Oh, okay. What do you guys call it when you finish grade 12? Uh, graduate from high school. Yeah, to graduate like from matric. high school. Yeah, yeah, that's a matric, matric year. Yeah, um, it's, I think it's hard for white people to see white privilege. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's part of privilege is not being able to see it. It's, what a it's privilege. It's normal, you know, it's your... Read, read between the world and me, American people listening to this. Um, <laughs> uh, it's my only reference. Stay woke, yo. <laughs> I'm like... I read one book. I get it, you guys. <laughs> uh, God, Jesus help me. I've heard the I Have a Dream speech. Oh, okay. You, yeah. <laughs> Who? No. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Is that was that Nelson Mandela? That was, that was Nelson. Uh, <laughs> um, what a guy, huh? Um, yeah, freed the slaves and everything. Yeah, all, all that. <laughs> Remember, I feel like there are people like Martin Luther King. He freed across. the slaves. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how dumb Americans are. Uh, but I think that's everywhere. You know, what? Americans get a lot of flack. Yeah, we that's just publicize it. Ev- that's. Everywhere, everywhere has South Africans people. are starting to lose their true understanding of South African history. The British don't understand the true effects and the true mechanisms of cololonialism of you know really what, I mean? what they just think people took a trip and found you know some vacation homes well yeah because the world, everyone know? every country or wherever you are, they paint the story to make themselves look great, yeah. so they're like. Yeah, well, you know, and then we just, uh, a bunch of us went to South Africa yeah. and then started a village <laughs> town. So making some wine. Why is everyone so angry? Yeah, they like leave out. They're like, oh yeah, we just, you know. Yeah, there's a little bit of genocide involved. But, but you, know. you know, we had to make room for more white genocide people. Genocide always happens at one of these colonialist parties. It's so crazy. They get it's wild. The, it's the MDMA. So, okay, wait, you guys have 11 official languages? 
11 official, 37 indigenous. What the hell? <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> is there a language that, and mass, like, is there one language that, like, most people speak? Most. Well, it seems like it would be difficult to, like, get things done. Done. Well. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. On the most part, I want to say English, but then there's some places where no one speaks English. And then I want to say Zulu, but there are places, many places where people don't understand you if you speak Zulu. So... How many languages do you speak? One, two, three, four, and I murder Sisuto. I'm sorry, what? Uh, there's one that I absolutely just suck at. Oh, but you know, I like, try. The, you, you the try. I can hear people speak, and then when I try to talk, the conversation dies. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> me with any other language I know a little bit of. It's like, I'm like, I get what you're saying, but I. Yeah. And then I just end up going, You guys ah. carry on talking. You guys sound great. Yeah. Yeah. So I speak four. Most, peop- most black people speak multiple. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. What's hilarious to me is that, like, the standpoint of like you look back at apartheid or just like any type of white oppressive like where white people are oppressing mm-hmm. a group and they're like well you know like these savages yeah. and it's like oh they're just, they're just like you know black people aren't that smart you know like back, it's like that's what like dumb ra- like racist white people like they just, they just don't they're just not at all level it's fascinating though and it's like you're holding them back nothing is black and white because you also go of course because you also go a lot of the time, Columbus realizes colonialism happened when, because Europe was shit. Yeah. Like, people don't say that. Like, Europe was shit, and people had to leave yeah. to find better land. Right? Yeah. And what happened is a lot of people, when they got to the Americas, and even here, the people got here and were like, yo, this is pretty dope, and the people here live pretty cool. Let's yeah. assimilate and live like them. A lot of people actually lived, what happened was um, quite a few of the... Um, uh, Westerners that went to America started living with the Native Americans. Yeah, and they were but chill with it. The the rich who wanted the Native Americans' lands were like, we can't have our own people crossing over and just fucking being chilled with the shit, and they yeah. had to cause divides within that. So to even go white people is also yeah, that's not fair. It's tough, but it's it's but these aren't these aren't ideas you can just throw into people, throw at people and go. Guys, not all white people. You get you get stoned by your own yeah, people. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like, don't defend white. Yeah, but don't defend I mean, white it's like, people. Have you seen how bad shit was? Yeah. I don't remember who said this, but I remember the analogy of like, yeah, if you uh, if there's a room full of ten thousand poisonous snakes, and you're like, no, like a hundred of these snakes are like fine, they're uh, not that gonna was, bite you. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, oh, oh, that guy. <laughs> I don't know. Senate could have been Churchill. I can't yeah, remember. I'm like, I think it was George Washington. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, that's that's a good way to look at yeah. it. Oof. Yeah. Safety first, yo. Yeah. Um, that's what it is, though, because like, I, I go, I've also got my own prejudice, which is when you meet white people or you're in a space that's 
predominantly white, your first assumption is to go, okay, they're all racist or prejudiced. Because <laughs> that's safe first. Which is fine because when first. I meet a bunch of black people, I'm like, okay, they all think I'm racist. <laughs> 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 they do we actually do <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, so, yeah no you have to like is i mean i hate that we live in a world where you have to assume the worst but it's like yeah it's for safety i mean you hear enough on the news and like yeah because people say like you know you meet someone put them at a 10 and allow them to drop themselves from 10 to whatever it's like no that's just tiring <laughs> like, yeah it's like everyone's it's like, a friend no, you haven't met earn, yet earn a 10 earn a 10 from me yeah, it's like show me who you are yeah. before I like let you in. Yeah, that's such a that's a white privilege thing to be like, just assume they're great, <laughs> and then you know if if it doesn't click, then you know then make judgments, and then take their land, you know, and then <laughs> destroy everything and take what they have and be like white people. Um. Okay. Uh, do you do comedy in any other languages? Sometimes in Kosa, but you, know, I, I, f- I, f- I feel like. Like, people do comedy for different reasons. Like, I was watching the um, the dying... Laughing. Dying laughing, right. Dying laughing, and the guy spoke about how comedians are, in some way, we're always on the outside. Like, not that you're a loser growing up, but you always feel like you're outside... Like, observing. ...whatever's happening. Yeah, yeah, You always, like, just... Even growing up, like, yeah. I always felt... always had this feeling whenever I was in a social space, where I'm like... I don't feel like I'm part of this they thing, but I'm here. here. Yeah. Right? But the weird thing with me was obviously growing up with a mixed race, schools and yeah. stuff like that. And where I was pretty, uh, White schools. I was like always like one of three black kids in, oh. in the class, you know. It almost became, humor became my way of dealing with socially. Okay. So like so, handling the like, I feel yeah. awkward. So I was only ever really needed to, I only ever really felt I needed to be funny around white people hence in English oh uh, okay so I never felt the need to be funny yeah because it was like a, a defense mechanism yeah like, I'm comfortable with yeah. non-white people so it's the white people that I'm like <laughs> exactly so look at me I'm, I'm silly <laughs> everybody be cool everybody be cool I'm just black uh, so <laughs> I've never felt the need to be funny in Kosa growing up that's interesting looking back I'm because uh, someone asked me like why don't you closer I'm like I've never like really I just was comfortable to be. Yeah, I was comfortable around. I've always enjoyed other people making jokes. I like closer humor is brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And I've never felt the need to be funny in closer. That's interesting because yeah. it does make total sense that like so much comedy comes from discomfort or like yeah. Yeah. being in a weird place. So yeah, for sure. That's interesting. Um, okay. And so let's talk about uh interracial mingling. Mm. Um so obviously there were American people listening, uh, colored people are. Can we? What's color? Oh, We're colored. not allowed to say color. Colored, yeah. You guys can't say It's an say outdated colored. term for black people in America. Yeah, because see, color doesn't mean black. Yeah, colored. Colored is is predominantly the the idea of colored are uh, the Cape Malay, the Malays. Okay. Malaysian people were brought here as slaves to the Cape, oh. and then. After I much just thought ra- it was mixed After people. much rapage and pillaging. Um, Classic. The mixing and the culture formed within that. And those yeah. were called colored people. Colored hence, people. Or, or, or Cape Malay. Okay. So so um, it's not an offensive term. They, they just literally just are different people. Yeah, Is that just... A, did that 
spill over into like other mixed people or is it just that group that's called well then there, there was that and there was also there was also like the mixing with with the black native people yeah so so the, these days if you're if your parents are black if your dad's black and your mom's white you technically be called mixed race whereas you're people who've been mixed race for like the last 300 years are called colored because that comes with language and culture and a way of okay so it's things. like a whole culture it's a whole culture it's not just it's like not if just you and i had a baby thing. that wouldn't happen obviously no, 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 but no. like that would just be a mixed race that would baby never happen no, no. I know. okay well i know that but like <laughs> calm down i need you to know um so no that that would be a mixed race child oh yeah. that's interesting i'm literally they might be called colleges because people just like yeah you make assumptions whatever. yeah i'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to find out about your history. I'm too lazy. Oh, um, that sounds about right. But yeah, so I made the mistake. I have a joke where the punchline is the word "colored," and I did it at Caroline's <gasps> my first time. Oh no! And, and people you, were probably you like, cannot imagine <gasps> shouting the word oh, "colored," and there were two black people in the front, and they just looked at me like, "You too." Really, Af- <laughs> you really, too? Africa? You too? <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I, There's got to be some way to make a joke from that like oh, some way to address quickly. it like yeah like yeah like that could a- like you could do in america because yeah. it's just like oh my god she said you can't say that that's an outdated term yeah and then it's like <laughs> it's like no no we're still rocking that one like no it's but it's just it's a different term too it's just a different term yeah. that it's somebody told me that a comic came here and they overheard someone else say colored uh. And they started using the term colored because they thought it just meant black people. Like, oh, they just say that here. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> <laughs> and someone was just like, no, this Ooh. guy's ignorant. Why are you? Why this guy's obviously black. <laughs> he is, like, what are you? He's clearly black. He's quite obviously black, sir. Where, uh... Um, I guess I don't have... I was going to say, are there... <sighs> when you go... When you went to New York, mm-hmm. did you get any, like, really dumb 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 questions no i think i've been lucky to be with generally intelligent people comedians and comedians yeah yeah, yeah mostly like that's like that's all you comedians really just want to hang out with comedians we don't really deal well with civilians i know um they're who turned us into comedians yeah <laughs> they're the ones who made us this way right um so yeah so i i, I haven't dealt with the ignorance so much at all that's you, good yeah, yeah, yeah um I, I was just trying to think of other questions that i was like would anyone i don't know how do you feel about so um south africa's it's it's a little rough here right now economically Ugh. you want to talk about it we don't have to talk about it Ugh. you have like a ding dong for a president Dog, how does that happen just... we let's not go into it <laughs> yeah our, our, our country because this is my thing about belonging to groups. That's my thing. Yeah. Is that you end up being defined sometimes by the worst. And the worst can be the minority of the worst. Like, you know, you can say you're Christian. And then people people can go, yeah, but. Or you can go like, I'm Catholic. It's like, oh, you guys touch children. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm just. I just want to fucking. Jesus said I must love, and I love. I don't know why you're defining me by the Pope. By the, the Pope one is touchy. By the one bad guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, I, so now with our president, it's just like it sucks to go. Our fate is defined by that. one or a few shitty people. Yeah, that just blows my mind. I 40, feel you. Fifty million people's f- lives are shitty 
because of one person. Ah. It's just an insane thought, which is also just a symptom of this need, our need to follow and to be belong you know, in a to belong to a led group. Yeah, like, yo, just like we have to be told what to do. Control like yourself. No one needs to tell you to take care of your kids. Yeah, like, that no shouldn't be. There shouldn't need. Why do you need the government to tell you to not kill your that. neighbor? Yeah, like, right. Or like how religions like, dude, is that the only reason you're not murdering people? Is yeah, of, <laughs> because the invisible horrifying. guy. Yeah, really. <laughs> and the, the man, the guy in the sky, who's yeah. like, you might get to come in. We need to tap into your imagination to help you not kill. Like, yeah, <laughs> but I, I think at some point that must have served a purpose. Like when we were evolving from like Neanderthal to civilized, where maybe there was someone who's like, we got to figure out how to control all this murder. And you're like, make up a guy in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can't go. It's a, there's a... Like my theory is that white people are so privileged, you guys invented God just to feel how... And he looks just like us. When you read the Christian Bible, it's like he created man in his image. In his... (laughs) Us, white man. (laughs) No, but it's like, I like the Baha'i. The Baha'i believe that Every I just learned about this religion. Yeah, that's very interesting. I have a, I have a friend. We have conversations. So wait, what do they believe? Sorry. So one of the beliefs is that each generation or epoch or whatever is given knowledge in a way that they can understand it at the time. Yes. So, that's great. So they might, they might go, yes, the Christians were given Jonah and the whale, as a way to demonstrate faith because at the time it was uh, fables and um, metaphorical stories that were told to help people understand philosophical ideas, right? Whereas these days you don't need to tell me and Job just stayed with God while just, he was covered in spots. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to tell someone that. So like even it's like we all evolve in our capacity of thought as yeah. generations. So I think that's pretty. That's a pretty cool way of looking at religion without, because then you can't just, you can't just, you can't go a book from two thousand years ago is the absolute truth when we don't see the best of its truth anywhere. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Of course, like, and it's like no we have nothing. Go, we're using nothing from two thousand years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No one. No one goes. Oh, you know that one town where they do the Bible thing. Yeah, they. It's absolutely perfect there. They have literally reached. A higher level of godliness. Yeah. Like, no way. So obviously that book was There's, the book is not doing us that well. Yeah, yeah. So we need to upgrade that book and yeah, yeah, just do like a revision at least. Yeah. Or something. Jesus needs to come back or something. Yeah. Come on back, man. Um. Did you feel any different uh, when you went to New York? Mm-hmm. Just like in general, going out. I don't know if that that's a weird question. To go like, no, no. Do you feel it. weird as a black man? Did you feel like people like? made a point of well, I think New York is yeah, exce- yeah it's New, New York, York is an city. exception like it's it's, it's not also like, like the city where everyone is there yeah so it's like fine if you had gone to like the Midwest or something it might be different but yeah probably because I wondered if it felt if you felt any that's a real cool thing I think that's um, like New York is it's like Johannesburg north the north of Joburg Right from like Bromfontein. Okay, up. yeah. It's like we live in this bubble where, ev- like, you everyone's here. Like, there's black, there's white, and everyone's chill. Yeah. And then you get outside of that, and you no. then it's like black area, white area, Afrikaans town, 
Zulu village. This and you realize, oh, West Africa is still divided and people don't know about each other and yeah, like Durban. Durban is so segregated. Really, I didn't get to go there this time. No. Durban is probably the most segregated major city in this. Wow, country. that's weird. It's interesting to think of something that's like, like a major city. Yeah, post apartheid, people just were like. Yeah, we're still cool just staying in our areas. We're not going to... We're not going to... I don't need to move. Yeah, we don't <laughs> need to move. Or Even like there's a strip. There's a strip in, 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 in Durban where all the um, bars and stuff are. But each bar is literally like Indian people bar, black people bar. And it's not like bar. designated that. It's just kind it's of like where people go. It's how it happens because the people don't really mingle. Yeah, yeah, they just go where they're comfortable. Yeah, exactly. So It's interesting. So yeah, so getting to getting to New York was like being in a really big Joburg. That's comforting. I really, I mean, I think that happens with any major cities at some point. Well, maybe not. I'm <laughs> like Durban. Yeah. It's but it's like you just get so many different people there and I think just, just the deal, industries man. that draw you to a city maybe require a slightly higher intelligence or you, you're forced to work with yeah, other people you, and then you realize, oh, you're just people. Like exactly. it's not. Exactly. That, well, that's the thing. Proximity, I think that's what helps with um, tolerance and acceptance. Yeah, it's like be around because, it. Exactly. Because it's hard to believe that black people are dangerous when all your neighbors are black and they're just being really friendly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you're just like, it's a conspiracy. They're yeah, all exactly. planning a gang up <laughs> on me. Like, it's like, no, you they're go, oh. luring us in. That's just a bunch of like fear I was fed. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what that's what cities like New York do. You just like, yeah. you just force around each other and you're like, no, it's just. That'd be really weird to like meet a racist in New York. Y- like, how'd you get in here? Yeah. How are you still here? Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like I've asked some questions. It's been good. Any, uh, before we go. I thought you were ask ignorant questions and you asked like really cool questions. Why didn't, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. No, it's cool. I enjoyed this. this Thank nice. you. No, I, yeah, I, I like, I, I, maybe I'm just self-conscious about what I, other people perceive as ignorant to go like, you know, like, <laughs> like it's cool back home. It's uh, it's ironic back home. Well, it's like, well, like ugh, American. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> well, because it's like, oh, if I go like, why can't I say the N word to a black guy on a uh, podcast? You guys have a worse word that we're not going to say on the podcast. Yeah, the K word. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Even That's joke. like nobody says it, right? No one says it. We don't you guys, joke. nobody. There's no jokes. It's like, but do people use the N word? Yeah, because the thing is, we. What's the culture around the? Because the N word. White people still can't say it here. Yeah. But the N-word, we experienced it through hip-hop. So it was always... Yeah, because it wasn't a word that oppressed cool you guys. Thing, yeah. It was just in rap. It was like, like in rap. People were just like, yo, you know, it's a cool... Obviously, we knew the movies and stuff like Roots and all that stuff. Yeah. We knew it was a bad word, but we most experienced it in its newly appropriated... Um, like the taking back the power of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So we, you hear black people using the N-word all the time. In fact, in small towns... Like where I grew, where I grew up, yeah, they use the N word to describe, uh, like if you're a hip hop head, so oh. they just go, yeah, that guy. Oh no, man, that guy, he's a nigger. All, all that means, and is that implies he's that you like. <laughs> That's all it means. It's like he probably just wears his, he sags his pants with, um, his, you know, snapback cap or whatever, and listens to hip hop. Oh wow! But it's not. Derogatory, it's not derogatory, just like no. that's the culture that. No, that's wow, just, that's, that's how because that's how they experienced it. Like they heard the word. Like there was this one documentary and these guys would train surf. Train surf. Like they should jump on the top of the train. Oh, wow. And they surf the train and shit. It was like this weird thing that the kids were doing. <laughs> and the one guy's name, because he didn't speak English, was Bitch Nigger. 
Because it's the word that he heard all the time on rap songs. That was his name. Bitch nigga. And that was his nickname. It was bitch nigga. He had no context of what a bitch nigga is. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh my God. And he said this on TV proudly. He's like, yeah, I'm bitch nigga. People are like, okay. <laughs> Good day, sir. Yeah. So that, But the K word, it was just, yeah, we never even tried with that word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, am I getting in trouble for even bringing it up? Oh God. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sweating. It's like every place is every place is a word man and then and w- so white people still don't say the n-word no matter how much they love hip-hop some guys will s- s- say it because it seems far away and then you always just be like no you don't it, no it's not it's not shocking it's not no um <laughs> good i'm th- i'm glad <laughs> uh, not that it's my right <laughs> to be glad but stop it white people um okay um how do you feel about it Oh no, I love it. Yeah, I'm like, I feel fun. so comfortable and like at home here. Uh. Um, yeah, no, it's been so fun. The audiences have been cool. Just walking around the city has been cool. Yeah. Um, everyone I've met has been so nice, which is like, where the hell do you go where that doesn't happen? But like, like everyone I met was so nice. So nice. No one stabbed me. Well, it's like, I guess I just always get self-conscious like traveling abroad. Less out of, I am naively, uh, unafraid like Koki actually like ran after me in the street a couple nights ago we were at the box and i was just walking down the street with my phone like trying to like Get there's the cab like oh he's like it? you can, he's like this is still like a major city you can't like just wander off it's Joburg, and i was like all right dad like but uh so i feel like i would go in anywhere even if and the reputation in south africa isn't like be careful like everyone's gonna rape you but like even if i went to a city i mean there's there is a but reputation of Joburg, crime. Joburg had you know, pre. I know there's like real bad crime. This is the weird thing about the crime here. It's such a weird thing. Is your battery dying? No, just keep going. Oh, um, is pre pre 2010? Yeah. Joburg had such a bad rep. We never had tourists here. Like if you heard an accident, it was such an event. Chances are, like whenever we heard someone with an accent, their night was. Their night was decided for them. We'd be like, oh, wow. where are you from? You from Germany? Cool. Were you going with us? We're going to go party there. We're going to go drink there. Tomorrow we're going to do this. Because it was like, we just, because people just heard about Joburg being like super crime. Someone told stories. me that when I was getting ready to go. They're like, be careful. There's a lot of crime. Yeah, there. people, but like on a level where people are like, you don't leave your house at night or you, you will get shot. And I'm like, what? Well, that's like, I'm not kidding. When I came here, like someone had sort of like planted that in my head. Exactly. And I was on the internet trying to read about it. And of course, the internet has articles like, it's dangerous. Yeah. And then I'm here and I'm like, it, it's I'm like, sure there's areas it's like where it's a little. major city. Yeah. It's like this dodgy, dodgy. areas. And you just have to take care of yourself. Like, anyway, be like, smart. There are places in New York where I'm like, okay. Yeah. Here, uh, obviously, don't fuck around with like just walking around like you yeah a tourist and shit i had one friend that made it sound like i was gonna just get like beaten in the streets if i was out past sunset so post 2010 when tourists were kind of forced to come here because a lot of the events were happening here joburg we just had an influx since then of tourists and because people like it's so dope it's so so cool it's so cool everyone's been awesome doing comedy here has been great because i've been able to like figure out what works but then also just like relax with my comedy whereas in la there's this pressure to be like, do your showcase set. You don't know who's watching. Yeah. And it's like, I fucking hate it. It's so weird. It's like, you have the, it's like, it's a, you guys have the dream, but the dream is also not as dreamy as here. Cause here, 
my third show was in the theater, the 3000 seater. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, it's easy to climb up here. Yeah, because it's like so relatively new and the scene is small. Yeah. Yeah, but, and in LA, it's like you're just like one But in millions. LA, in LA, the world is bigger. Like where your comedy can go is yeah. so much bigger. That's true. But it's hard to break through to that world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like here you York, probably hit this hit a ceiling yeah. pretty quickly. When I was in New York, I was like, fuck, this is the dream. You can get like so many gigs in one night. That's insane. How are people not all, how's not everyone good? Yeah. That well, that's stage hilarious. Time. That's crazy how, too. Yeah, that you're like, how are you still doing this good. when it's clearly not working? Exactly. So but then at the same time I'm like, yo, I can see how tough it must be to break through here. Yeah. Like like to stand out and really have people notice you. And, yeah fuck that scared yeah. me i was like i've always wanted to move to new york new york's like, great like <sighs> if you want to be a great stand-up comedian though it's like you're gonna you're either i mean there's no way for you to not improve with that level of work you're putting in but there's just so also happens. so like many some people, people just well some people are so bad that even their improvements how, yeah, are yeah, true, true. And just, it, sorry go ahead some people don't know how to some people don't know how to work hard and smart at comedy yeah like some people gig a lot, but they gig with the same set all the time, so yeah. you don't grow. And some people not taking risks. Yeah, some people don't know how to take risks. Some people don't know how to be self-aware enough to know how they're to perceived. Learn from, yeah, yeah, from gig to gig, what they actually can gain. So yeah, I guess it's you know you can still have the toys and not know what to do with them. Oh, absolutely. And then in LA, there is a lot of like people care less about how funny you are. They want to know like who you know, can you help them? What have you been on? And it's like, Oh really? Yeah. To an extent there's still like, if you're funny, you get shows, whatever, but it's nice to be in a city where people like, that's a variable also. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it plays into it where it's like, well, I'm going to give this people like, I'm going to give this spot to this person because they are on this show. And it's like, have you even seen them go up? And yeah, I mean like here is like, there was one guy, Ebenezer and he, he went from, brand new comic within a year he was on the one two hour the the sketch comedy TV yeah. show he was one of the writers on <laughs> that's crazy. the show cause just like this guy's funny we love the way he thinks and like yeah, yeah why not obviously you'd bring him on to a writing team he's great which writer. is so funny cause in LA that's like if somebody went to LA and like had never done comedy and within a year was in a writer's room people would be like this, is, this person is a prodigy yeah <laughs> Like I mean, and it, it could it could totally happen just in a series of you were in the right place at the right time too. Yeah. Like yeah, and like, that's totally it's very totally very right unlikely time. in that short amount of time. But like that could also happen. But people would be like, <sighs> that's a brilliant thing about comedy is. Yeah, those are the scary things sometimes because things can happen to you that you're not ready just because of one great set. Yeah, like if you look at like people blown up from single sets, Chris Delia and his drunk girl set that blew up on the internet. Oh yeah. Like, put him on the map you know if he wasn't if that was his only bit yeah imagine if like that had been all he had level and that's insane like that could crush you because then yeah. now it's like oh it's all he is is the guy with the drunk girl well, so thankfully that went viral by the time he already had he was ready for more yeah yeah but if yeah. that you're you're so right i remember someone sending that to me though because he was also someone for a little while now i feel like he's mainstream i would say but yeah for there was a little right around that drunk girl thing where he was like, comedy people knew him. Like, if you were into comedy, you're like, oh, this Crystalia guy. If yeah. you like regularly, if you were tuned into comedy or someone who regularly went out to comedy clubs. But I remember somebody sending me a clip of him on Facebook. It was like someone I know from my hometown. I'm like, yeah. 
have you seen this guy? And I was like, yeah, it's Chris D'Elia. And at that point, it's like, I'm a baby and he's like doing all the comedy clubs and he's like yeah. about to record a special. And like, oh man, this is so funny. Tell him to keep doing it. <laughs> like that's how people are so like, unaware of like him yeah which was like the perception of people is so just so funny just their little that, that someone thought i was in a position to be like hey man keep it up, keep it up. <laughs> i was like yeah i will i'll send him a message on whatsapp and uh yeah we're buds he doesn't really do whatsapp chris no oh we don't really do it no no it's okay. we just like text but yeah, but you guys have like plans. Everyone's on a plan. Yeah, you guys have like a weird thing with data, right? Where like you have to buy data. Yeah. Oh, We're yeah. getting screwed over. Oh, you're like, getting fucked. And it's yeah. all a thing that like doesn't have to happen. It's just a way for phone companies to make money. Yeah, it's because there's a monopoly. Yeah. It's Ugh. like three major companies and that's it. That's so enraging. Yeah, so I use it all the time here though. And then like now I have another one that I use to talk to my mom. It's called Kakao, which is like she lives in Korea. So. It's Your just, mom lives in Korea. Yeah, we don't have time for this. <laughs> wait, wait, we're going to go back to something. Uh, oh, I'm from a sperm bank. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never heard these words said to me in a room. Yeah, no, that's like, that's how much white people plan for kids, is that... You store the baby. That we're Future like, baby. they handpick out the semen. They're like, this... They're like, what are this the... cum load felt good. I'm going to save this one. Yeah, well, that's the funny <laughs> thing. Well, no, because it's like the guy who I knew as my dad throughout my childhood who ended up not doing a great job anyway and like disappearing. But I didn't know at the time, like when I was a kid, but he couldn't have kids. He had, for whatever reason, he wasn't able to have children. So, oh, so they were together So at they were point. together, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so then they spent a bunch of money because it was the, uh, it was when like, Sperm banks were relatively new then. Yeah, but it's still fucking expensive. Though. Yeah, well, it's and my mom... Stupid expensive. And my mom had like a bunch of miscarriages because I'm sure she was like drinking and smoking while she was pregnant. <laughs> She'll never admit to drinking while pregnant, but I got her to say that she smoked and I'm like, I know, look at me. Um, but, so they just spent all this money and the, I mean, the funny thing is, is like, you really can, allegedly can hand pick like the things you Characteristics, want. Characteristics, yeah. Yeah, and my my mom jokingly when i when i found out about it, she's like yeah you know i told your dad because my dad was like you know and then we just we picked someone who was very similar to me and i was like i told my your dad we picked someone similar to him but i found a guy with blonde hair and blue eyes and i was like what the hell's wrong with you uh I'm like, what a dis- like cheating yeah that's, that's a little bit like cheating and it's like and what a disappointment for you that you spent all that money on some like tall blonde hair blue-eyed man and then i'm like just like a weird broken and well that's a weird thing too is that i i i've always been such a like one of those like little sickly kids it's always like (laughs) like i have allergies and i'm Uh. always like getting ill and now i have a degenerative autoimmune disease and i'm like this was the best sperm you could get (laughs) i was like you paid for this and i'm in like i'm in shambles Like, oh, it's like buying a sue this person. It's like buying a house and then finding out like all of the. It has no plumbing. Yeah, it's just there's just none. This is no plumbing. But yeah, that's my my struggle. That's fascinating. You do a bit where you just go. Do you want to stop and then just have a normal conversation? Yeah, we can have a normal. Let's let's wrap up and we can have a conversation. Um, any final thoughts? If you wanted to like let people know, like any perceptions you feel like people might have about South Africa that you're like, let's dispel that or just anything. Or about being a, b- a black man, you don't have to have anything. You can say no. Just come and see it. Oh my God, do it's a you guys? Great country. It's amazing. Yeah. And where can people find you, like online and stuff? 
Loiso Madenga on everything. So L O Y I S O M A D I N G A. You heard it. Lamuza Mamuma. He's my guest. You heard it here first, folks. You guys. Remember the boobs. Boobity beebee. Clickety click clack. Clickety click clack. You guys go follow him. He's amazing. When you get the chance to come to South Africa, do. It's wonderful. And, um, and uh, you know, find him, go see him if he's ever in your area. And uh, and that's all. Thanks for listening. Well, there you go. Everything you never even knew you needed to know about being a black man in South Africa and apartheid, apartheid. In the course of this, even though I learned on the podcast, I have, I'm still not confident I'm saying that word right. Uh, but uh, what's important is that I know about it and I've learned and that I aggressively hate Dutch people because of it. What? Just kidding, Grandma. Am I? Who knows? You know, I don't hate anyone. Uh, anyway, if you like the podcast, please, 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 please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps out, uh, helps get the word out about it. More people see it and more people can learn. And if you didn't like it, what the? why are you here? What's going on? Stop it. No, knock it off. Uh, share it with your friends. Share the podcast. Uh, everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes, and we can help fix that. Uh, come see me soon. I'll be in Buffalo, New York this weekend, April 6th through the 8th at the Helium Comedy Club. I'll be there with Steve Ranazizi, uh, San Diego people. You can see me at the Comedy Store in La Jolla, April 21st and 22nd. And uh, I'll be in the Santa Cruz area. Uh, the week after that, on Thursday, April 27th, I'm at a place called Blue Lagoon. And April 28th, Friday, I will be at Art House, which I guess is in the mountains. So these are some cool spots. I'm going to try to add some San Francisco dates while I'm there. Just pop on some shows if I can. I will let you guys know about that in upcoming episodes. Uh, for all my LA stuff, check out Jessica Mashingleton. Mich- Jesus, I can't even say my own name. No wonder hosts can't get it right. JessicaMichelleSingleton.com slash shows and you'll find uh, all my fun stuff. I'll probably be at the Comedy Store. I know I have something at Bar Lubitsch on April 9th, which has an amazing lineup. So if you're in the LA area, check that out. Uh, follow at Blessed Podcast on Twitter to stay every... God, you guys... Okay, it's like 7 a.m. in South Africa and I am not doing well with my words. I think I'm still drunk from the one beer that nearly killed me yesterday. I'm not kidding you guys. I had a beer and then I was hungover within an hour. In the defense of the beer, it was called Bone Crusher. Uh, and I was trying to like drink with the dudes, which I used to be able to do. And now uh, apparently I can't, which is fine. I don't need to drink with the dudes uh, all the time or at all. Who knows? I can just hang. Follow up blah. You guys follow the podcast on Twitter. <laughs> you get it. Follow me on Twitter if you like me. Keep in mind, please, 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 that none of my guests are or ever claim to be a representative for every person of a similar identity. Uh, they're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. This is so cool. I'm going different places in the world with my podcast now. Yay! If you have any additional questions for a guest or maybe a different topic you'd like to hear covered and or someone specific to interview that would be good for that topic please feel free to tweet them at me at JMS comedy or message me on my Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash Jessica Michelle, Sing- Jessica Michelle Singleton. <laughs> I should change my name. All one word, Jessica Michelle Singleton, no spaces, no underscores. I'll do my best to deliver what I can. I always want to give you guys the content you want. I know I still owe you a podcast with uh, someone from the woman's March. Uh, I have been avidly working on that. Uh, the person I want to, 
interview. Our schedules just haven't worked out, mostly on my fault, because uh, I've been traveling a bunch. Can't complain, but uh, I do feel bad. I haven't gotten that out to you yet, because it's important to you and to me. And uh, I will get that ASAP. We'll have more. Uh, I'm also open to people who are just like big fans of things, experts on stuff. It doesn't have to be uh, an identity or an affiliation. Uh, we're learning and growing and it's fun. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance as always. See you soon, idiots. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.